What's up, everyone? Welcome to the Wolves of Investing podcast. This podcast was originally aired as a video on the Wolves of Investing YouTube channel. As always, we are not financial advisors. This content is based on opinions presented as is without warranty for entertainment purposes only. This is not financial nor any other kind of professional advice. Investments in securities involve risk of loss. Past performance is not indicative of future results. This is not a securities offering. Please seek advice from a professional before making any financial decisions. Today, we're going to take a look back at 2021 and go over some SPAC stats. These are stats I collected from SPACs that IPO'd in 2020 and 2021. I didn't include any SPACs that IPO'd before 2020 or after 2021. And because I collected these stats myself, there may be some mistakes. So just a heads up, don't take these stats as gospel. This is really just to take a bird's eye view of the state of SPACs under current market conditions. And for a full disclosure of any positions I have that I mentioned in this video at the time of this posting, please see the video description. We're gonna go over these SPAC stats right after. I am not a financial advisor. This video is for entertainment purposes only. Learn to invest like a wolf at your own risk. What's up everyone? Welcome back to my channel, Wolves of Investing. My name is Donnie Nguyen and I'm the founder of Wolves of Investing. If you're new, I talk about SPACs, Bitcoin, growth stocks, options, and anything related to investing. If you wanna learn how to achieve financial freedom through investing, be sure to click on that subscribe button and notification bell if you haven't yet. And remember to drop a like on this video if you enjoy it as it truly helps out the channel. So without further ado, let's get right into it. In 2021, there were a total of 599 SPAC IPOs. This was 143% higher than the 247 SPACs that IPO'd in 2020. Of all of these SPACs, only one of them closed up shop before finding a business combination. And that one was Yun Hong International. There were a total of 224 definitive agreements announced in 2021. 128 came from SPACs that IPO'd in 2020. And 96 came from SPACs that IPO'd in 2021. As of Friday's close, 582 SPACs from 2020 and 2021 are still searching for targets. 79 are from the class of 2020, and 503 are from the class of 2021. As a reminder, I didn't include any SPACs that IPO'd before 2020 or after 2021. Of the definitive agreements announced, the average time to announce was 6.6 months with a minimum time of 1.1 months and a maximum of 16 and a half months. A total of 151 SPACs completed their business combinations in 2021, with 116 coming from the SPAC class of 2020 and 35 coming from the class of 2021. Of the business combinations that closed in 2021, the average time to close 
from the definitive agreement announcement was five months with the minimum time of 0.4 months and a maximum of 9.3 months. The average time to close from the SPAC IPO date was 10.4 months with a minimum time of five and a half months and a maximum of 21.9 months. Next, let's talk about SPAC performance. Of all the SPACs that announced a definitive agreement in 2021, whether or not they completed the business combination, as of Friday's close, the average price was $8.07. The low was $1.35 for Claris Therapeutics, ticker CRXT, and the high was $73.12, which went to DWAC. Of all the SPACs that actually completed a business combination in 2021, the average price was $6.60. The low was $1.35, which again was CRXT. The high was $37.75, which went to Lucid Motors. As of Friday's close, 12 of them, or 8%, are over $12 per share. Eight of them, or 5%, are between $10 and $12. 18 of them, or 12%, are between $8 and $10. And 112 of them, or a whopping 75%, are below $8 per share. The five highest price backs from the class of 2021 are DWAC, targeting Trump Media at $73.12, Arkit at $17.75, Haggerty at $14.55, Wallbox at $12.68, and CF Acquisition Corp. targeting Satellogic at $12.33. The five lowest price SPACs from the class of 2021 were Better Therapeutics at $3.79, Bird Rides at $3.70, Embark Trucks at $3.64, Benson Hill at $3.62, and Heliogen at $3.60. So what does this all mean? All right, so for the SPACs that completed a business combination, this shouldn't be a huge surprise here. The average is down 34% from its $10 SPAC IPO price. Many SPAC targets are early stage growth companies with little to no revenues. And those are exactly the kind of companies getting hammered by the concerns of high inflation and the threat of the Fed aggressively raising rates. So under current market conditions, if there are any SPAC targets that we're interested in, for the most part, we can just wait until after the business combination is completed and wait for a price drop before considering to start a position. Personally, I think it's a good idea to build a watch list of some of these former SPACs and just stay up to date on their earnings reports and just wait for them to show that they can grow revenues, grow their gross profits, and grow their EBITDA. For the pre-merger SPACs, I'm impressed and surprised that only one actually terminated without finding a target. And ironically, that SPAC is run by the same manager that runs DWAC, 
which is the highest price back of 2021. One of my strategies is to buy pre-target warrants of SPACs whose management teams I like. So if there are a lot more terminations, it would get very scary to hold those warrants as they would expire worthless. Just like Yun Hong International. With over 582 SPACs searching for targets, I think it might be a good idea to get extremely cautious of pre-target warrants and make sure that the management team can, at a minimum, deliver a target. Another strategy I use is SPAC arbitrage. That's where you buy a pre-merger SPAC for less than NAV. NAV is just net asset value, which is a term used to describe the per share SPAC cash sitting in the trust, which is typically $10 per share plus interest. With this strategy, I want to choose SPACs that are getting close to closing their business combination so that I can realize my ROI as quickly as possible. Since the average time for SPACs to close was 10.4 months, I prefer doing SPAC arbitrage on SPACs that are at least 10 months old. The idea is that they should be close to finding a target and I won't be sitting around too long waiting to realize my profit. Under current market conditions, I also prefer to do SPAC arbitrage on pre-target SPACs because I feel like they have the best chance of pumping just in case they do pick a surprisingly attractive target. Another very interesting thing about the 582 plus SPACs that are searching for targets, with 72 of them coming from the class of 2020, at some point this year, I think we're going to start seeing four or five DAs getting announced every week, which is going to be totally insane. With the Fed expected to raise interest rates, it's going to be very interesting to see if any of these target companies are willing to go public at more down-to-earth valuations. I doubt it because there's still a lot of SPAC cash out there, with many of them probably chasing the same targets. So these targets may have the upper hand in negotiations. But hey, you never know. Alright, so thank you for making it to the end of my video. If you want more insights into my portfolios or if you just want to support the channel, check out my Patreon. A link is in the video description. And as always, a huge thank you to the awesome patrons that have already joined. And also, be sure to check out my free Discord to talk about SPACs, Bitcoin, stocks, and other investments with other members of the Wolves of Investing community. A link is also in the video description. Alright, so let me know what your favorite strategy is for investing in SPACs in 2022. Drop me a line in the comments. Be sure to leave a like on this video before leaving. Thanks for watching and I will see you next time.